Hey there, it's Geordie here from the It's About Time You Watch This podcast. Join us each week as we explore and discuss some of the greatest films ever made that up until now, I've never seen before. That's right, you name it, I probably haven't seen it. But my darling husband is on a mission to change that, one movie at a time, with a ton of laughs along the way. Check out It's About Time You Watch This now, wherever you get your podcasts. Exploring the power of the right mindset in creating a healthy and fulfilling life. You're listening to the Unstoppable Mindset Podcast with Imogen Harris. We are back again for another episode of the Unstoppable Mindset Podcast. My brother is here with me again. It's nice to chat to someone. I feel like it's a little bit easier than me just talking on my own because I get some pretty weird anxiety with some of these things. Well, there's the one thing with, and obviously I run creative podcasts and creative business marketing. Lifesaver. One thing with podcasts that I always get frustrated with when it is someone talking by themselves and they're just running through and you sort of get a little bit bored. And I thought at least this way we can have some back and forth and it's a bit more of a natural yeah, conversation. Yeah, I can leave the single talks to like my um, stories when I walk. Exactly. Usually when I'm talking to people, <laughs> the other oh, it was a few weeks ago when Rob and I did the um, video for the Alpha Way AOE Challenge. When I tell you it took us at least, it took us two days, like two separate <laughs> times and about 80 takes of basically like we had to get Tristan and Rhea to leave the room so Rob and I would just by ourselves. He would finally get it because he's not great with talking either. He would finally get his sentence, then I'd stuff up, then I'd finally get it, then he it was just an absolute mess. But we got there and it looks great, so it's fine. It does. That's what I was going to um, say. In the end, it came together because... <laughs> honestly, Rhea was like, can you just get it done because we have a deadline here? And I was like, oh, this is so bad. So I'm actually pretty surprised in myself that I can do this, but I don't know. It was something... It was, uh, it was funny, but it was a struggle. Well, so. scripted to... Casual is very, very different though. And yeah. trust me, for someone's been in this industry 20 years, when you're trying to do something off a script as opposed to trying to do something where yeah, we're just chatting. There's so much to remember and it was a short time <laughs> and I was like, what do I do? It was fine, we got there. But yeah, no, this is a bit easier because it's just like whatever comes out, comes out. So, Well, let's get into this episode because there's a lot to get through in, in today's episode and we want to talk about routines. Um, Ooh, obviously, as we, get into, routine. as we get into prep and all that sort of stuff, routine becomes key. So mm. how do you go about one, creating a routine how, how do you do it so I think the most important thing is especially if you're time restricted is figuring out what your priorities are so I wouldn't be making a list of 18 things you need to do in a day if you have two or three things that you really want to prioritize and tick off start with that put it in lock it in lock in a time whether if you're going to the gym and it's early in the morning you know make a nighttime routine to therefore be able to assist you in the morning if you're not a morning person so you know I used to set out my clothes um, set out my pre-workout I used to weigh out my corn thins and honey and like put them like next to the scales in the morning and a knife don't ask me why I was a bit OCD <laughs> but um, ensuring that you're being prepared and if you have things that you know you need to complete be ahead of time. So always be thinking about, for example, when you're tracking your food, you know, don't be tracking as the day goes on because you'll get to the end of the night and you're like, I have 80 grams of protein and a gram of carb left. I'm just having chicken for dinner. Fantastic. If you spend 10 minutes at the end of your day planning what your next day looks like and what you're envisioning, if it doesn't go right to plan, I've had to learn this too. It's okay. But as long as you have the intent to relatively get what you need to get done is is key okay like 
being, our, as I said in, I think it was episode one, our bodies thrive off routine and structure, like when, not just when it comes to food, but when it comes to life. So for example, going to bed and waking up at the same time, your body loves you. Don't be going to bed at 1am one night, but 8pm the next. Make consistent change and, and that will become your routine. So don't don't go, okay, I need to hit my macros. I need to do 15,000 steps. I need to train. Like in a comp prep, yes, absolutely. But you should already have those behaviors in place and that, you know, structure in place before you start a comp prep. If you don't and you just at 20 weeks out, you're like, flick a switch, let's go. You're going, you're not going to be successful. So do the work. If you're going to go in a comp prep or if you have a goal, set those small, you know, milestone goals in place to get, you know, two or three things done first and then from there it won't feel like a hassle anymore so start small start realistic um and that will create your routine from there and that's you said you know not just in food and and meal prep but also in life you know routine is key and you know it is it becomes one of those things that people always say all right i'm gonna do this i'm gonna have a routine i'm gonna set myself up i'm gonna do this and and very few people do stick to it and i guess we're, we're lucky now we live in a world where you do have you know apps and yeah. phone calendars Reminders. and these sorts of things that you know, in the past 10 15 years ago we had the calendar on the wall that you wrote what we had John to do still on. does that we still we have one at home as <laughs> oh well God, we well, have one at no, home google that normally lives on the fridge but yeah google calendar uh, i've got the, the iphone calendar um you, we've got these apps now that do make routine you can set an alarm half an hour before you need to be somewhere exactly i trust you there's some times where it's like two o'clock and i have to be an appointment and i get my i'm like oh my god that's today and like i forget too we're not yeah. perfect like it's not always going to be like oh my god yep okay so Wednesday I've got this, like usually I'm pretty good, but there'll be sometimes, especially now that I'm in a prep and obviously my energy is deficient. Like I'm not eating enough to make the brain work at an optimal rate. Uh, sometimes I forget things. So I will spend every Sunday night mapping out my week, you know, putting in what I need to get done, timelines that I need to get done. So then when it comes to that day and I've finished a leg session, I can't think about anything but my oats. At least I've got my schedule there ready to go so I know what's happening for the day. It makes all the difference in the world, honestly. Now, we talked about prep there and we've been talking about it the last few episodes as well. Now, in the past, and this is something we've talked about a fair bit, we're going to dive into a bit more in this episode, is uh, you, and, and you've said this in past episodes, about you being under and overweight in the past. I've literally, you see something, I've probably been there at this rate. So... Yeah. I think it's, look, as a kid, um, you know, moving to into a different town, into Geelong, like mum meeting John, my relationship with food at like the age of six was atrocious. Like I was so fussy. Yes, it was. Um, I think I was about 10 or 12 kilos underweight for my age at that time. Um, the only thing I'd eat was spaghetti bolognese and cans of tuna. So I was very, very... Um, yeah, I was very restrictive, but I was young. Like, I was a kid. I didn't know yeah. any different. It was just yeah. what it was. So, um, And as a parent, and trust me on this one, if your kid's eating something... It's better than and, that. And they like that and they're willing to eat that when they won't eat anything else, you give you them that give them because that. You, you want to keep them eating. Yeah, so. yeah. Like, it's it was interesting. So, like, I remember it clear as day. But, yeah, so we moved to Geelong. Mum met John and being with John, definitely, like, look, if... Mum didn't meet him. I think we'd all be screwed at mm -hmm. this rate. Agreed. But with food, like I remember there was a one time, the first time we ever went to Indian, they were like, 
she ain't gonna eat it like have a, <laughs> have a crack but it's not gonna happen and I did and I loved it so that was probably like the one thing I was like oh yeah maybe I can eat but then all throughout high school like probably the first half of high school I was quite underweight yeah. um I was umpiring I was playing netball I was exercising maybe two or three hours and I'm talking high intensity every single day and I remember look, there was many times I'd come home from school and my parents like, what's in your bag food wise? And I tell you, there's probably a week worth of food in there because mm. I just wasn't eating. I didn't eat breakfast. Like they would sit there for an hour with me in the morning and I'm like, I'm not touching it. So you can try. I would try. It would like, I would come back up. Um, I got, you know, uh, with doctors and stuff, got a diagnosed with anxiety induced an eating disorder. So um, basically when I had anxiety, I just couldn't stomach food or it would come back up. Yep. Um, and it was, yeah, it got pretty bad. And then in that, it kind of, once I got over that, not over that, but out of that, I guess you would say it went the opposite direction. Um, I got into a long-term relationship. Um, it was quite toxic and I put on a lot of weight in the process of that. So once that kind of happened, yeah, I think I was from now, from my weight now, still maybe 30 kilos up. Um, I think I hit it pretty well probably, but I was not in a very good place mentally either. So that didn't help. But as soon as I got out of that relationship, my goal was to get my health back on track um, and to try and start moving my body a little bit more. So I got back into netball, um, got into footy, which, oh my lanta, that was a lot of cardio. That first time <laughs> I got on that oval, oh, it was awful. But anyway, um, and then from there, it went back into a very restrictive um, with that, I was talking about in another episode, um, the eight week challenge that didn't really set me up for success. Yeah. Um, and I was ba- I was back to square one, basically not vomiting, but I wasn't eating anything. Um, like my meal was greens from my, mu- uh, not my muscle chef, muscle nation in the morning. And I yeah. considered that a meal with some apple, like it wasn't great. So I've been under, over, under, I got a good routine, but then I started a comp prep. So most would look at that and be like, how did you do that without coming out with an eating disorder? And well, that was yeah. going to be what I was going to get into in the in the last question was, you know, when you do find that healthy, uh, well, lack of a better term, healthy appetite, mm-hmm. but that, that healthy relationship with food, mm-hmm. and then you go into comp and have to go back to being so particular with food. Yeah. How does that, even mentally, how, does, how do you start that? I think for me, tracking saved me. I think making sure that I tracked the macros that I needed to hit in order to get to where I wanted to be. There was not once that I wanted to restrict food or overindulge. Like I was literally, when I say I was on point to the gram for that entire prep and to be honest, prep got canned. There was about eight weeks and then prep was back on. There was not one time that I was off point. Like I was very diligent with everything. So, um, which to someone else may look also restrictive, which in my improvement season after my comp, that's something that I wanted to work on was finding that new interpretation of balance because obviously I'd gone from the overweight, the underweight, the et cetera, but then a comp prep. So then I actually had to find what balance was um, and that took a bit and I was quite open about that throughout my post-comp, you know, I knew that my next show was a long time away. So my goal obviously was quite far. Um, but I knew I had to put in the work to enjoy life and being able to let go of my fitness pal sometimes was really hard for me. So, um, 
you know, leading into, for example, Christmas last year, I'd really worked hard to be like, okay, if, you know, I want to go out for dinner with friends, it's okay. Like I don't have to be on point all the time. So, and like being able to enjoy Christmas and like yep. have some platter and some meat and I devoured that meat platter. You trust <laughs> me. And like, it's protein. So it's nice, but yeah. you know, I had to really dive deep and go, okay, in order for me to grow, not just physically, but mentally, I had to, like, I actually took two months off tracking completely um, and trusted that, you know, all the education that I'd had over the past five or so years could get me, you know, I could portion control. I knew what I needed to eat. And like, I ate the same thing nearly every day anyway, but that really tested me. Can I actually be intuitive and balanced um and look at the end of the day if you have a goal track because it gives you something to measure but for me at that point in time it was to really find what was needed for that balance so yeah like people were oh like you know you tracked off yours I'm like yeah I actually didn't track my whole off season like I didn't eat like a dickhead but you know I didn't necessarily track everything to the gram and that's yeah. coming to this prep don't get me wrong I track everything now but things like you know there's a Pepsi Max or an energy drink. I'd be tracking those two calories last prep. Yeah. This time, if it's a Pepsi Max, it's fine into the last few weeks. So um, it's those little things that I'm like, it's fine. So it's taken me a while, but we've got here. Well, we did talk a bit about the mental side of things there. And, and obviously this is the unstoppable mindset. And the next episode, we're going to dive into mental health. Yep. Um, and probably it could end up being a couple episodes because we're, we're going to talk about both sides of the apple. There's yours and there's mine as well. So we've got a lot to talk about in the next episode of the yes, podcast. Yes. So until then, thank you for listening wherever you are and we will chat to you soon. Bye, guys. You've been listening to the Unstoppable Mindset Podcast, a creative media production.